You are now tuned in to Today with Pastor Jay on WNZF News Radio, where we discuss inspiring and informative news. And now here's your host, Pastor Jerilyn Denny. If you're sleeping, wake up. I mean, this is a wake-up alarm because if you didn't hear any other show, you need to hear this one because I have Councilwoman Teresa Pontieri from the Palm Coast City Council in the hot seat today. And I'm so excited to have her here because she has brought a refreshing change to Palm Coast City Council. She's very transparent, very blunt. And if you've ever seen her on the diet, she's just going to tell you like it is, whether you like it or not. And she's here today. I'm just honored to have you here as my guest. And she's over there going, uh-oh, Pastor Jay, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Okay, let's just be honest here because you've been honest with me thus far. After you agreed to come on my show, how many times did you have a second thought? Oh, none. None? No. Ah! No. Man. You got to try harder. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I was trying to put like the fear in her or something, but I'm I'm transparent too. And people who are transparent recognize that in other people. And so, appreciate it. And they also appreciate it. And you know, I don't have a hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. Those who have hidden agendas, I found out, guess what? They think everybody else has a hidden agenda, too. That's true. Because they judge people by how they are. Sure. So let's talk about how long you've been on the city council. What's going on? Because you had a crazy, crazy, crazy campaign. Yes. The campaign was a whirlwind. It was my first time ever campaigning for anything. And uh, I was elected in November of 2022. So still fresh and new. Uh, Myself and Councilwoman Hyder have been there since November. So about eight months now. Mm Mm-hmm. About eight months. And in these eight months, um, I'm sure you've learned a lot. Did you know what you was walking into? First of all, I'm going to say it. You guys are underpaid for all the work. You don't have to say it. I know the council just got a pay raise. It was not enough. It was not enough. In fact, you should get hazard pay from the time that you were campaigning because it was crazy. People were posting stuff. I don't run for office. I would never run for office, but I support candidates and I support conservative candidates. So I supported you and Alan Lowe. Both of you were running against each other. Was somebody else in the race? I don't even remember. Was it? Mr. Sims Jones was in the race as a Democrat. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, he didn't really say a whole lot, but you two did. But in the end, what I'm grateful for is at least from my perspective, um, you're sitting in the seat now. And those that may have been against you before, they're rooting for you now. Did you know that? It took them a a minute. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I will say that one thing that I've learned uh, is constituents are, they can be very fair weather. You know, you can have a lot of people on your side and supporting you. And then you make one decision that people don't like. And it's very easy for people to kind of change the tide, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, some people... They cling on to issues more than others. Um, They're like church members, you know. <laughs> They'll follow you today and unfollow you and drop you tomorrow. You're the best thing for them today, and then tomorrow they hate your guts. Well, you know, for me, the one thing that I just want people to understand is that I truly do make decisions based on what I think is in the best interest of the city. It's not because I have a hidden agenda or because I'm doing I, – I never do anything for political purposes. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I – So you don't campaign from the diet? I don't do that. No, oh. I don't do that. Um, I really try to just do my research, put in the work, and then truthfully make the right decision based on what I feel is, is good. Not in the moment, but long term for our city and our residents. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of things been going on about the budget. A lot of things been happening. Um, people have been, they've been fussing because this supposed franchise fee was mm-hmm. coming out. And it come across at Palm Coast City Council. No one wants to pay the franchise fee. 
I learned yesterday that there are only about 12% of the counties out of the 67 counties in the state of Florida that don't have a franchise fee. So there's 12, you're close. Um, oh, I'm close. 12, well, I'm 12. close. <laughs> She's got the real stuff. Okay. 12% don't have either a franchise fee or a utility tax. Okay. So we don't have either one of those. Um, okay. Flagler Beach, for instance, has a franchise fee and actually theirs is 6%. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize that because it's been in place for so long. Okay. Um, but yeah, we are one of the very few that has neither one of those so what is a franchise fee <laughs> i mean let's that's just, a great question let, that, that's a good question because you know you hear all the, and then there was something about a non-binding mm-hmm. you know referendum and i'm going non but i mean just so many terms have been going on and those who have not been listening to what's going on at palm coast city council and you're not engaged at all i'm telling you there's some there's a lot of stuff so we're just mm-hmm. going to break it down for those who don't know sure. so so kind of give me the backstory how we got to where people were hating everybody's guts that was on the city council <laughs> where yes. the mobs were coming out to the palm coast city hall and they were you know hurling all kinds of accusations how do we get there yeah so and i i just want to put on the record that i was i did not vote myself a raise i was accused of that from a lot of people oh you I, didn't do that i i was not oh, on okay. council when that was done i understand why it was done um but i did not do that so i just want to be very clear about that um so franchise fee basically what it is it's it's a fee that is imposed by a city or a county on the power company for the right of the power company to use the city's right of way. Okay. So so basic and then what they do is the power company passes that fee down to the customer. Okay. So it's not a tax. Matter of fact the Florida Supreme Court has actually ruled that it is not a tax. So therefore it is not um regulated by the Florida um, constitution the way that other taxes are regulated okay. by it. So that's a really important distinction because basically what we can do is we can earmark, earmark those monies for a certain reason. And what we wanted to earmark these monies for was specifically for our payment management program. And can you have, do that? We can. So we actually have a whole separate fund. It's called our streets. Um, I think streets improvement fund, and it's at a, actually a part of our capital fund. Mm-hmm. So it's not even it never even sees the general fund. And I know a lot of people were really upset because they thought, well, they're just going to take all these taxes, they're going to throw them in the general fund, and then we're going to have no idea what's going to happen. They're going to pad their salaries and all these other things. Okay, so you can take monies, well, FPL mm-hmm. can take monies, collect them, and give them to the city. Correct. And you can use them for whatever reason you want to use them for. We can use them for the these types of projects. Absolutely. They are called unrestricted funds. So it's very similar to ad valorem. Your ad valorem taxes, your property taxes are actually unrestricted funds. They go into the general fund traditionally with the city of Palm Coast. And those are, you know, the general fund is how we get to the rollback. It pays for a lot of things, um, a lot of operational things for the city. So we could say that the franchise fees will go into the general fund, but that is not what I as council wanted to happen. I specifically made the motion to include that we would enter into a resolution as council that those monies would specifically go towards our street improvement fund Mm -hmm. so that citizens know, hey, I'm paying this franchise fee, but it's getting my roads fixed. That was the goal. All right. So let's, but why? 
I, you're conservative. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to put money on people's bills, girl? I know. I well, mean, let's just talk about it. Why? No, I get it. I get it. Well, there's a couple things. So, you know, as someone who's being who's new and is going through the first budget cycle, I've really had to pour, you know, 30 hours a week into looking at budget sheets, budget worksheets, line items, and try to figure out where we can trim fat. And to the credit of my staff at the city, you know, we did grant the rollback. It forced them to make $2.8 million in cuts from the general fund. And they did that. And I think that they, the cuts that they made were very wise. I'm very proud of our staff for engaging in that um, necessary exercise to trim Mm -hmm. that fat that people have been talking about. But the purpose of the franchise fee is a, to get us money specifically for our roads. That's very transparent. We don't have any money. We don't have enough. Um, so here's why we don't have any money. <laughs> Teresa, you've been on there for eight months. I know. Have you mismanaged funds? Why, why? Are you taking a kickback? Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> um, yes, all of the above. No. So the, so what we what we use now for our for our roads is the local option fuel tax, and right now we get two point two million dollars a year, roughly for that. Mm-hmm. We also get about another million from what's called our muni- municipal revenue sharing. By, by statute, we have to, as a city, put a certain amount of monies into our payment program. So that brings us to about 3.3 million. Well, we're still short about one and a half million to really engage in the type of global solutions for paving that our staff has gotten us to. Um, so those are those are things that fix the roads, but don't do a completely new road, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the um, high-level way of putting it. So in order to get that extra, you know, 1, 1. 1.2, 1.5 million so that we can actually address our roads and our infrastructure, we wanted to impose a very minimal franchise fee. When we- you say we, who's we? Well, the idea- Where did you get this idea from? Did you come up with this idea? Are you trying to tax us, Teresa? The franchise fee? So I asked, I went to staff and I said, how can we make ourselves less reliant on ad valorem? Because that changes. It does. It does. Most people don't know that. Right. So if you remember, anybody who was here during the last recession probably remembers how many foreclosures there were in Palm Coast. There was a ton of foreclosures. It was pretty devastating. Mm -hmm. And the property values dropped so drastically in the city. So people don't realize back in 2008, our millage rate was down at two. It was like 2.1, 2.2. During that recession, our millage rate doubled. It went up to like 4.19. That happened? That happened. But no one knew it. No one knew it because our property values dropped, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can't have the same ad valorem and bring in the same revenues. So you have to raise the the ad valorem. Is it me or since COVID people been paying a little bit more attention to what's going on in their government. They have been, and that's a good thing. Yeah, because it is a great thing, Mm because you're telling me we went from two to four, and nobody knew, and Mm -hmm. nobody, well, maybe a handful of people did, Mm -hmm. and then now everyone's screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing? And and so my my goal with this franchise fee was really to diversify our revenues, because what happens when things go up because of inflation? They never go back down again. That is true. So, you know, I remember when I was in high school, I paid 98 cents for a gallon of gas, kind Mm -hmm. of showing my age a little bit there. I'll never see $98 or 98 cents for a gallon of gas again. It just doesn't happen. You so, saw 98 yes. cents at a gallon. Girl, you up there at age. I know. I told you. You know, I'm black don't age. crack and brown don't frown. You got some brown in you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So I just want to make sure that once we hit another recession, and, and according to a lot of economists, we're headed there. I want to make sure that we don't, in our city, we don't see ad valorem go up into the sixes and eights. Because candidly, that's if you look at our surrounding municipalities, they're already there. Um, and, and I don't want to see that for our residents because once that goes up, it's not coming back down and I will fight tooth and nail to keep our property taxes low. All right. Well, we've got to take a break. We've got some questions online that people have been asking. So we're going to throw them at you and see what you can do. Don't go anywhere. 
Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Today with Pastor Jay. NMLS number 228111, CHL NMLS number 156.22. Hi, this is Steve Verrier, your proven local source for residential home financing needs. We can often say yes when others say no. So if you're having trouble, please let us take a look. You can find me online at thefloridamortgagecenter.com or call direct at 386-866-1112. We're proud to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. Hey, this is Chris DeWind with the Flagler County Buzz, your local trusted news source for opinion-free news in Flagler County. You can find us on the web at flaglercountybuzz.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to today with Pastor Jay and I have Councilwoman Teresa Pontieri from the Palm Coast City Council. First time on the show. So happy to have you here. And we're going to just go to some of these questions that I've been receiving. So I put a post out there in one of my conservative groups. I have a group called Flagler Conservative Politics on Facebook. And I threw it out there and said, hey, she's going to be on my show. Anybody have any questions? So someone asked the question, are you still the smartest person in the room? (laughs) I think they must have misheard something I said, because I actually say I'm never the smartest person in the room, but I will not get outworked. So I always work really hard and try to research and educate myself because I always know that in any room that I'm in, there are bound to be people that I am surrounded by that know much more about things than I do. Um, Another person said that you're very creative, have a creative way of explaining taxes. Ask her what a resiliency officer is and why they hired that individual right after college at $80,000 plus benefits. So that is not at all related to our topic of discussion, but I'm happy to try to answer the question. I don't know what any of this is. Do you <laughs> so, know anything yeah, so about it? We hired, you know? We, I do know who this is. So we hired, oh, um, well, I, I, say, I say we, but our city staff hired Maven Rogers. Um, a resiliency officer is basically um, high level, someone who is hired to look at ways that we can creatively be more resilient with regards to... Um, Energy, climate change, things like that. So she is looking, for instance, she brought to city council the um, EV charging stations grant. Mm -hmm. So things like that. And and candidly, you know, I won't say whether or not I agree with that type of hire or that type of thinking, but I will tell you that based on... You're explaining it. But but yeah, and based on who is in office in D.C., Mm -hmm. if you don't have somebody like that on your staff, it does cut you off from being able to apply for certain type of government Uh, aid. That makes sense. Always about who's in D.C. People don't realize that some of the decisions Mm -hmm. that's made on a county and city level has something to do with what's happening up in D.C. So, yeah. All right. Here's another question. Why is the city wasting things on such things as a bridge to nowhere over 100? That is not our bridge. That FDOT paid for that bridge, actually. Oh, that's not your bridge? No, that's not our bridge. Okay. Or creating more parks if they can't even keep up with what they have. So we actually just did a complete, um, it's called the POP. It's a, it, it was a basically a study on all of our current parks and inventory that we did jointly with the county to try to figure out what is the shape of our current parks and where are we lacking in areas of town for, mm-hmm. for more parks. And candidly, um, from the conversation that I had with staff about the results of that survey last week, it was a consensus that we need to focus more on the parks that we have. And that is what our residents want. And that's what the survey showed. Um, so fortunately, we are going to put some focus on fixing a lot of the parks and, and really improving those before we move on to uh, building more. I've been getting some private messages from people who are excited about the fact that you sit on the dais and you're just pulling it out. In fact, at one of the city council meetings, um, you told uh, one of your peers on there, hey, help pretty much. And this is Gerald vernacular. You didn't mm-hmm. do this. 
you want to cut the budget, you want to do something, you want to find the money, do something. Because mm-hmm. I see you pouring a lot of time and energy into um, trying to find money where we don't have to raise taxes and don't have to do a lot of things. Um, do you feel as though you might be in this fight by yourself or or what? Because you pretty much told someone the other week, hey, we can't cut imaginary money. <laughs> I laughed, by the way. Yeah, and I, I, I won't get into what I meant by that specific comment. I mean, very, again, high level. The proposed cut that came from my colleague was for monies that were, are not even in our budget yet. So my point in, in looking at my colleague and saying, look, I don't want to impose a franchise fee. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not what I want to do. But I need your help to assist me in finding the money. Um, if You can't propose a budget cut for money that doesn't exist. And that doesn't help us get to where we need to get. That doesn't help us pay. Um, I suggested that we enter into or that we look at global solutions as an alternative to milling and resurfacing in order to reduce the cost of paving our roads. And I got a lot of pushback from the same person who wants to uh, not impose a franchise fee. So you can't just say you have to do you there's got to be some action behind your words. And I will not sit on that dais and advocate for something with empty promises, because it's the popular thing to do or say. Let's talk about the budget a little bit, because that's what's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a town hall scheduled on Thursday, the 27th, and this show will air a few days after that. What are you hoping to accomplish with the town hall? Education. That's it. it. I want to be very transparent. Matter of fact, my city staff, who is wonderful, has helped me put together a PowerPoint. And I told I literally said, eliminate all the fluff. I understand what you're doing. You're trying to kind of, you know, present things in a um, in a a nice way. But I I want facts and figures. And that's it. I want really for our residents to understand what does the general fund do? Where do my tax dollars go? How can I how do I know that certain money is going to paving when you do cuts here? What does it affect there? So you know, my goal in this is to really give people um, to make myself accessible. I want people to be able to ask questions and get answers. But I really just want to educate and just help people understand their city and the way that it's run and the way that it financially works. I had a conversation with Daryl Boyer um, on yesterday, and he's running for state rep mm-hmm. for this area. And oftentimes people will come with him to wanting him to do things and question him about stuff he's going to do once he's elected. And He's had to tell quite a few people, uh, that's not what I do. How, how often do you get that? People come to you and want you to do something that's really county level that has nothing to do with the city or something that has something to do with state. Do you get a lot of that? They blame you for stuff that you have no control over. Well, yeah, the bridge is a perfect, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a lot. And it's not it's not uncommon. I mean, people, they don't know. They, they just don't know. And, I, you know, I didn't know a lot of things before I ran as well. So it's totally understandable. Um, and I commend Daryl for being very um, candid about what he can do and what he can't do and what he has control over and he's a great candidate um so yeah i get it a lot and so that's part of this too there were a lot of things that are said during public comment where you really just want to say people hate you for stuff that's not even you right right Uh, often yes all right well we gotta go we gotta take another break don't go anywhere don't touch that dial you're listening to today with pastor jay Hey, this is James Bellino, pastor of Church on the Rock, and I want to personally invite you to our services on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our church is located at Route 1 in Bunnell, and, and we offer a service that seeks the Holy Spirit to be led and guide in the kingdom of God's people coming together to be trained and equipped 
and then to be sent out into the community. Christ said to make disciples to go throughout the earth. And that's our our call. And that's our belief at Church on the Rock. Visit our website at churchontherockpc.com. Immediately following Today with Pastor Jay at 8.30 a.m., you'll go from hearing me on a talk show to hearing me in my church service. Join me, Gerilyn Ministries Reverse Church, by dialing in 904-701-7177. Listen, you don't have to get up to go to church now. You can just call in 904-701-7177. Dial in and listen to the Word of God today. I want to give a thank you and a shout out to Steve Barrier, the FloridaMortgageCenter.com and Church on a Rock for sponsoring today with Pastor Jay. I also want to remind everyone that on August the 12th, August the 12th from 10 to 2, we're having the Back to School Jam, Back to School Bash. is Gerilyn Ministries' 10th annual Back to School Supply Giveaway. And it's going to be at 2200 North State Street in Benel. So I'm very excited about that. You can find more information. You can go to Gerilyn.org. That's J-E-A-R-L-Y-N.org. Or call me 828 Gerilyn. So that's kind of cool. One last question. Um, This came from one of the groups that I'm in. Are all these fees or taxes constitutional? They may be lawful as we have a lot of unconstitutional laws on the books. What is, what are you most concerned with upholding the constitution or upholding the law? That's kind of, that's, I think, I think that's one and the same. I mean, okay. the Constitu- you, you can't pass laws that violate the Constitution, and you can't do anything on a local level that's going to violate the Constitution. And as I stated earlier, the Supreme Court of Florida, and it's the city of Hialeah, and I can't remember the other party, um, has already stated that these types of fees are specifically not taxes legally from a legal perspective. And so, therefore, they are governed differently than your actual taxes pursuant to the Florida Constitution. Okay, so after all is said and done and you're fighting the good fight, what do you want to be most remembered by? Someone who genuinely made what I felt were the right decisions for the city and that I I have no ulterior motive. I don't have any um, aspirations to further my own image or my own political career. I really just want to do what I feel is in the best interest of Palm Coast. Mm. Do you live in Palm Coast? That was another question. Yeah, Yes. You sure you're not from... Jacksonville. I, I have lived in Palm Coast for seven years now. Okay. Yeah. So, and my family has been here since I think 2002. I know your aunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Kathy Summerlot. She's yep. amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you. Um, any last words that you want to get up? Yeah. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate you um, letting me come on the show and for everybody listening and that submitted questions. I am doing the town hall tomorrow at the community center from 530 to 630. WNZF is going to be airing it live. It's going to be sponsored by Everlast Homes. We're going to stream it on the city's Palm Coast um, YouTube page. And uh, there is a capacity limit of 125. So if you can't make it, then definitely listen in on the radio or, or watch the stream. All right. Well, thank you so very much for being here. And you know what I say, guys? Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not promised. What are you going to do today? Listen, my suggestion is if you don't like something, send an email, call her, reach out to her. Yeah, not definitely. just her, but all the city council people. Go to a meeting. Just don't start repeating stuff that you've heard. It may not be true. The trouble with people is not that they don't know, but that they know so much that ain't so. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you.